0: to another episode of Laser Graves. I am your co-host, E.K. Wimmer.
1: Hello, Earwig Kerfuffle. I am Mariah Rose.
0: Oh, hi. How are you doing?
1: Great. How are you?
0: Pretty good. I'm excited to get into, <laughs> into this week's episode. Woo! Okay, so we're going to talk about this real fast before we even start. Oh. Maybe a month ago, we had an, an online, through oh, our right. Instagram, we had a contest It was a battle royale, as you may remember for Mm -hmm. our listeners, where we selected a bunch of films, and then over the course of a couple days, you got to vote and decide which one would be the winner that we would do an episode on, Mm -hmm. and it got down to the final, and the final was Motel Hell.
1: Which we did.
0: Which we did, because You're welcome. (laughs) That was a good one. And the other, the runner-up, was a film called Alien Warrior, which... Comes as no surprise that it lost because it's not well known at all. You were pretty peeved. I was not peeved. You Come were on. angry, you okay. started throwing things, you lay it on the floor. I and ran you cried. outside and I just screamed
1: at the moon, it was weird. Yeah.
0: Well I had this pot and pan and I was just <laughs> slamming it and uh, running up and down the street screaming no.
1: It's be- it's been a stressful period of time, so why not?
0: Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. No, I I really did want to do this, but uh, in full disclosure, we were going to do it anyway because all the films on the list will eventually cover because we love them all, so Mm -hmm. it didn't really matter. But to those of you who voted for Alien Warrior, this episode's for you. You
1: can sleep well And for me.
0: And (laughs) a little bit about this film. This is not a film that I knew uh, growing up, nor did you.
1: No, heck No heck no heck no
0: i found this film just this summer road tripping i only took really one road trip and that was down to see my mom for a little bit just to hang out with her rip mom but i went down there and i kind of took a real roundabout way uh yeah you did well, cuz i'm not finding anything thrifting in this town there's a lot of collectors but it was the journey of a desperate man <laughs> it was and all my hopes were on this one town that had absolutely nothing what town uh, Las Cruces. It was oh. like the city, and I was like, "Oh man, I'll definitely clean house there." Didn't have anything, but in this one little tiny thrift store in a different town, I walked in and had probably one of the greatest scores I've had in a long time. I'm mean, like loaded up.
1: I won't ask you what town because I think you're going to keep it secret. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> that's on Patreon.com/slash/LaserGraves. Oh yay! No, I'm not giving it away there. I'm just telling you. Oh, I, I could. I had the potential to give it away if you signed up. If
1: we were going to give away, <laughs> yeah, secrets, that's where it would. That's be. where it would be.
0: <laughs> uh, no, but I had this like amazing score of all these great films, and one of them was Alien Warrior, which I had not heard of, but it looked right up my alley. And I thought, okay, not only will I love this, but also this looks like a potential episode. Brought it home. I'm one of these people, I don't collect movies just to put them on the shelf for cover art. I watch them right away and then I decide if I want to keep them. And if not, I get rid of them. I'm very meticulous about it. Mm-hmm. And I was extremely excited to watch this, popped it in and was not prepared. You lost your beans. I loved this film so much. I
1: didn't watch it with you, but you kept texting me images. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. And then I was very excited for you to watch it. So when it came up in our battle royale and lost... I was like, well, we're going to definitely do it anyway, Mm because I want to talk about it. So this week's episode is Alien Warrior, which technically is 1985, but it wasn't officially released until 1986.
1: 1985. So it's in
0: 1985. It's right there. Prime time. Yep. This is a fun one. This was a first time watch for you.
1: It was. And it was fun because, okay, so we haven't seen any family forever because of COVID, But in the past two weeks, you and I have seen more family than we have seen in a year.
0: Oh, it's been absolutely insane.
1: Yes. And my brother was here. Yes. My middle brother. I have two. uh, My middle brother, who is a big weirdo.
0: Yeah, he's great. He's got a great sense of humor. So
1: yes, he he wanted
0: to watch a movie.
1: He watched this with (laughs) us. And I
0: said, well, you're watching Alien Warrior then. I think mm-hmm. he rolled with it pretty well.
1: He he did. The next night, he was like, what are we watching next?
0: I think he enjoyed the movie. I think he's... Absolutely confused that I collect VHS. That does not compute in his world at all. No, 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 no. But he did enjoy looking through the movies. And I told him, you know, it's like a video store in here if he lived closer. But it is. It is fun. So he did sit through it with us, which was very funny to watch somebody who we don't normally watch cheesy movies with.
1: Yeah. And then you guys watched it and I fell asleep. But we think I slept with my eyes open.
0: I looked over (laughs) and I'm like, I can't believe you made it through this. Because your eyes were open. And then you said, we should rewatch it to refresh today. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I've watched it like three times in the last two days. And as we were watching it, you didn't remember anything. And I said, did you sleep with your eyes open? Because I distinctly looked at you and I was, I I saw your eyes open. I didn't know you could do that.
1: I didn't know I could do that either, but I was phenomenally exhausted. So I believe that maybe I slept with my eyes open, but I didn't want you guys to know that I was tired. So occasionally I'd like become aware and I'd be like, oh, they're in a grotto. And then I don't remember what happens after that.
0: It's true. You inserted comments at really inappropriate times that made no sense. Like one of the times was during a rape scene and you said, Boy, those actors don't look like they want to be doing this.
1: Did I say? Yeah, that? Yeah,
0: and I was like, "Are you watching this movie right now?" <laughs> so this, I mean, it's, it's this true. makes a lot more scene. To uh, front-load this though, nothing's graphic in this film. This is a very no, cheesy no. film, although it is, um, it has a, it really struggles to find its footing and tone.
1: It's all
0: over the place. You get like four to five films in one yeah yeah (laughs) you definitely the okay it's like a gangster film like a gritty la this was actually shot one of the few things also uh spoiler alert normally we come with you you know to you with some cool facts or something this film (laughs) there is nothing on this one no Uh, we're just coming in With our own brains on this one.
1: Oh, do you have a fun fact lined up or can I splash it? No, you can
0: figure something out as we go on because I don't. I do know though that it was shot at night on Skid Row. Like they would shut down the street and hire bodyguards so they wouldn't be mugged or killed during that time because this is 85 Skid Row. They were filming this and it translates, it feels very gritty. So when this film wants to be tough, it's very tough. It did go under another name. Called King of the Streets, that had a very different cover, which was just our main villain, uh, Mr. One. Yeah. Right? Yep. And it looks like a crime film. But King of the Streets is not an appropriate title, nor is it an appropriate cover. It doesn't look anything like this film, and it's really misleading mm-hmm. <laughs> because half the film is a very gritty, like, gangster drug dealing movie. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty graphic at times, and got like you know, it's extreme. It's like uh, abuse and rape and all this other stuff. Well,
1: the subject matter is graphic, but you don't
0: see. It's that not too much. bad now. I mean, it's got your typical exploitation stuff, but then it's coupled with this extreme, like after-school special feel,
1: with like weird jokies.
0: Yes, jokey and moments, goofy moments. And the overarching theme of the whole film is about uh, a white savior who comes to L.A. as a Jesus figure to help all...
1: He is a Jesus figure, yeah. Absolutely. But I would say the alien warrior is also a misnomer because, as we're going to learn, this is no warrior.
0: No, he doesn't even actually win.
1: No. (laughs) When he's fighting, he's also fighting himself. And we'll get to that. I think... (laughs) This movie should simply be called Buddy.
0: That would have been a really good film. Wasn't there a film called Buddy? Was it a Bigfoot movie?
1: I don't know. It was probably, and probably maybe also Alien.
0: Okay. This film is all over the place, and that's what's going to be fun to talk about, because it's really hard to get a footing with what kind of film this is, and that's what makes me love it, because it is so off the charts. Like... One moment, it's being super serious and really like violent. And then the next moment, somebody is doing a jump kick through the air. And you can tell that somebody on set is holding them in the air to move them through the camera shot in slow motion to look like they're kicking.
1: I see no problem here. Should we just jump in?
0: Yeah, let's talk about the director real fast. So Ed Hunt, uh, fans of horror will know him. His big claim to fame was a film called The Brain, which we have not covered, although we should. Okay. Okay. Although the other film that he did that he's really, he's done a bunch, but the one that I really love that he did is called Bloody Birthday. I don't know if you've seen that. I wanted to do it for an episode. It's about these three kids who are born during like an eclipse and they're evil. What? It is really, really cool and is over the top. Is it scary or silly? Um, it's kind of both. It's, okay. it's got some really great kills in it and the kids are great. And they've actually uh, reoccurred in some of our films that we've done too. But I love that film. And so that was another one. So he is capable of making a coherent film. But this is not one of them. What?
1: I mean, it's coherent. It's... Consistently inconsistent.
0: The more you watch it, the more sense it makes.
1: Does it? Or do you just fall down, like, further down the rabbit hole?
0: Yeah, maybe. It's like Stockholm Syndrome, and you just, like, <laughs> <laughs> give in to it.
1: Okay, so this movie actually starts on an alien planet.
0: Oh, boy, does it.
1: I guess. It's this like, is,
0: like, Dollar Store General version of Superman.
1: Yeah, so Alien Planet, there's an old man who's got, like, a necklace made out of old pop can tabs...
0: Oh, man, he's pretty cool. He's got a glue-on beard, too.
1: Yeah, and he's telling his son that his brother has died. Now, we're already off to a rocky start because we have this whole brother element that does not play a role. However, here we are, and he has to complete his brother's mission on planet Earth to defeat (laughs) a great evil. That's
0: it. Just quote the great evil, and and that's what... He—that's his whole point of this entire film—is to do de- defeat great, oh, great evil, evil, whatever that may be, according to Buddy.
1: And he—he he sort of thinks great evil is individual. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Like so. that's your
1: name. I am like Jonathan P. Great Evil. <laughs> then Papa and the character whom we learn is Buddy. Has a They have a special handshake.
0: Oh, they do. It's really cool.
1: It's like a non-touchy handshake. So you just put your hand up in the air. Mm-hmm. You mm. wave it. And I think it's a figure eight, right?
0: Maybe. It's like a circular motion of some sort.
1: Well, we see the figure eight a couple times.
0: Yeah, it's not quite as cool as the Devil's High Five from hack lantern No, 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 no. But it's still... It's up there. It's something. It's kind of like a mix between... It's not as cool as the Devil's High Five, and it's not as cool as Riff Raff and Magenta's, you know, handshake, arm shake from Rocky Horror Picture Show. But it's like right right under that would be this one.
1: It reminds me of when I try to make you do the mirror game in Doorways. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to.
0: But I always am like really good at it. Like Mm. I don't want to do it, but when I do it, I'm really, really good at it. yeah like amazing
1: okay so we learn also (laughs) that the aliens look like humans but they're as different as uh, the night from the day apparently I guess So Buddy hops aboard his. I guess it's a spaceship. I don't really know how he commutes here because he
0: climbs in it, and then there's like some some laser stuff on his chest.
1: Yeah, and then there's a (laughs) a metal crashing situation on Earth, but then later he doesn't need
0: metal, so I don't know. This feels like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode. Oh my gosh, have they covered it? it? I was wondering that. Probably. This is a Vestron release, by the way, and this feels like it would be more of a like an AIP release or something this you know it's it's really it's, like, it's, real. it's 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 fun
1: so buddy arrives on planet earth he's nude obviously and the first person <laughs> yeah. he meets is like a a man an older man, gentleman who lives on the street he's a drunk but he is very polite and very kind
0: he's quite the actor also we get this like terminator ripoff entrance oh yeah where so let's describe uh buddy
1: Oh, well, there's a beard and there's a man that has been built around
0: the beard. He is very cliche of the time. He's like, who are some other guys like that? Like uh, like Tom Selleck, I guess. Or
1: Oh, well, okay. He has a very maintained beard.
0: Yeah, your brother, you know, very uh, observant, thought he looked like the guy from Star Trek The Next Generation. <gasps> oh, yeah, with yeah. With that, like, super manicured beard. Yeah. But he's, he's that era of, like... Um, Who are... David Hasselhoff. Like, all those guys. Yeah, and
1: he's got... Yeah, the, like, manly, but, like, hairy.
0: Yeah, hairy and tall and... Yeah,
1: Yeah, and he's got um, muscles. And eyebrows. He's played by (laughs) manicured eyebrows. He was kind of ahead of the game of the eyebrow, manicured eyebrow. I feel like that's a 21st century thing, but he was... He was an
0: alien, though. Yeah! (laughs) He was a trendsetter. Influencer.
1: So, Buddy is played by (laughs) Brett baxter clark
0: okay and what would we know brett from anything
1: well teen witch oh
0: oh well okay there you go so you had a poster of him on your wall is what you're saying
1: i have a teen witch mural in our front entryway (gasps) should we yeah let's do it let's
0: sidestep this for a second and just hash this out i'm gonna approve it okay yeah, we've got a lot of wall space. No
1: questions asked. I will do it tomorrow while you're at work.
0: <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Also, he is from Enough. He plays the evil boyfriend from Enough.
0: The oh, that movie is so funny. We should time travel it.
1: Oh, we should. I got to tell a little story about Enough, though. Okay, Just a little snippet.
0: Enough with the with Jennifer Lopez, right? Yeah. That one. Okay. Oh man, that film.
1: So we had been in New Mexico for some reason. This was before we lived here, because we currently live in New Mexico. We had been visiting and we were returning to, I think we were in Montana at the time. But we were driving forever. It was like a crazy long day. We hadn't slept. This was like pre-having kids, we were wiped out, tired. Yeah,
0: ride the lightning.
1: And we were like, we just got to make it to Cheyenne. We got to get on the other side of Denver. So we're ahead of morning rush hour traffic. Mm-hmm. We made it to Cheyenne, checked into our hotel, and it wasn't even that late. I, it was still sunshine outside. We were <laughs> beyond tired. And we get into our hotel, we eat some food, we lay in bed, and on comes Enough with Jennifer Lopez.
0: On the TV? Yes. I think I remember this. You
1: stayed awake. I was falling in and out of consciousness, and I hallucinated uh, that there was a toucan on top of the TV. <laughs> I was just—it was like pure and a purely exhausted hallucination. But in my mind now, every time I think of enough, I think of toucans. <laughs> <laughs> That's all.
0: Uh, so he was in that, huh? Yeah,
1: I think he was the abusive boyfriend in a. Oh, off.
0: was he? Yeah,
1: because she gets all buff so she can beat up her abusive boyfriend. Oh yeah, boyfriend. I'm aware.
0: Okay. I'm aware of it.
1: Okay. Do you think that's where her fitness craze started? I think it did. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs>
0: so, okay, so he that's Buddy.
1: Buddy's naked in the streets of LA and he meets a drunken homeless man who gives him a suit coat and a pair of pants that he just puts on.
0: Would you wear a homeless man's pants? Never. <laughs> okay. Those
1: are pee pants.
0: They are definitely pee pants.
1: There's no chance that those aren't but pee pants. But at the pants. same
0: time, he's unaware and he's very happy because he tells this guy, you're my first friend.
1: Oh. That sounds like something I would tell somebody. Awkward. Oh, it
0: does. You, you would totally do that. Yeah, I would. You'd wear pee pants and then say, you're, my, you're now my friend.
1: <laughs> I would <will> not wear <laughs> pee pants.
0: One of the best parts about this whole uh, brand new friend scene, though, is when he <laughs> sees him, sees Buddy <laughs> naked. He looks at him and he <laughs> says this.
1: Hey. Wait, hey, hold on, buddy. You're gonna freeze your nung-nungs
0: off. Thank you.
1: Okay, let's cut to Mr... We gotta meet our bad guy. Mr. One.
0: Oh, yeah, I do like him a lot.
1: So we cut to a scene of a drug
0: deal. It's yeah. like three
1: cars
0: under the bridge.
1: Yeah, and there's one van where the deal happens, and on the outside of the van, van it says Snowbiz, but they're <laughs> selling cocaine. Inside. Doesn't it say there's
0: no biz, like Snowbiz, and yeah. there's like a skier? Uh-huh. And then Mr. One is in a really cool, like 1940s car. But that I mean, sure. There are some very nice... We'll get to it, but there are some very nice cars in this Yes. Film.
1: So, Mr. One is just observing this deal happen. He's got yes. like a
0: lady... Let's talk about Mr. One. Did you recognize him? Because I did right away.
1: Lay it on me.
0: Okay. I, well, it took me a second to figure it out. But you know me. I'm a huge David A. Pryor fan. Uh-huh. And he is a return to our podcast. <laughs> he was Eddie from Death Chase... William Zip, Chase. And uh, he was in it and I was like, why do I know this guy? And then I figured it out. Then I told you at some point, you were probably sleeping with your eyes open at this point. (laughs) And I said, dude, I think that's the guy from from Death Chase. And you said, what? (laughs) Then tonight I tried to tell you about Death Chase and you couldn't even remember it. We did an entire episode on it.
1: The the name is so generic, and we have done so many like chase movies.
0: This is a good one. Also, I one of the only I only have like three or four David A. Prior films that I'm still missing, and this is one of them. It is so good. So good. Okay, sorry. Anyway, that's what he's from.
1: Justin Timberlake uh, sent me a message and he asked me to convey it to you, and he said, a River. (laughs) Oh, really? Goodbye.
0: (laughs) Okay, I will.
1: Okay, so.
0: Oh, you didn't see that one coming, <laughs> did you? <laughs> I'll cry, I'll cry about death chase all day long.
1: <laughs> While the drug deal is happening, we've got Mr. One watching it, like, I guess, overseeing. And then Buddy, in his pea pants, is just standing in the shadows, also observing. And he comes over to Mr. One after the deal is done. And he's like, are you great evil? And he's like... <laughs> yeah i'm the greatest evil
0: <laughs> how weird is it i think the like juxtaposition of buddy's pea pants and tuxedo jacket with uh his well manicured eyebrows and facial hair looks really bizarre
1: um, okay yes i won't argue that
0: it's just it's like you're not supposed to put two things together like that
1: but maybe it works
0: it, well, it looks like high fashion to me.
1: Yeah. Like he could just he go could be walk in the a runway. Madonna video after <laughs> He could this. walk the
0: runway and everybody would applaud. They'd be like, check out the latest fall line. If it you're, looks like homeless man.
1: If you're fit, nobody cares. It's like, oh, you're wearing a garbage sack. Fine. pea pants. Okay.
0: I feel like I've seen a garbage sack outfit before on the runway. I'm sure. Do you think we could get away with a fashion line of homeless clothes? Yes. Like from the 80s.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. So that was my idea. Don't t- nobody steal it.
1: I won't. That's a bad idea.
0: It's a great idea. It's offensive.
1: So now let's skip ahead. There is a young woman. We learn her name is Laura. She is played by Pamela Saunders. She was in soap operas. If you like soap operas in the 80s, you'll
0: recognize her. Yeah, Laura smizes a lot. Smiles with her eyes. Oh,
1: a little Tyra Banks reference. Well, I'm
0: in the fashion kick right now. Okay.
1: She gets out of a building (laughs) and it's night and she walks very casually. Mm -hmm. I took a great issue with this as a woman in this world. No woman casually walks from a building at (laughs) night.
0: In high heels through Skid Row.
1: No, you have your keys gripped between your fingers. You're Mm -hmm. like looking in all directions and you are speed walking from point A to point B. Guess where her point B is? I think she's walking out of Skid Row across the city to her home because she just is walking. And then we get into some of the guys from the drug deal.
0: Yeah, this is the problem. When you're dealing with Skid Row, Mm -hmm. youth has gone wild.
1: Okay, so these youths who have just completed their drug deal with Snow Business, they are ready to find a lady and rape her. So they spot Laura, who is apparently a willing victim.
0: Whoa, yeah, she really...
1: Not to victim shame, but she really puts herself in quite a situation. Yeah, she
0: needs to take off those heels first off and run.
1: Well... She's walking so slow at first. Like, I would never, can't even fathom walking that slow at night on a city street. Just no. Not
0: even a city street. She's like in an
1: alleyway. She just runs from alleyway to alleyway. So the, There's
0: a lot of running in this movie.
1: The drug, it's like a super long car chase that we enter into. And Buddy, meanwhile, is still walking. So we're just going to cut back and forth between a lot of car chase scenes here. Buddy comes, and he's walking around also, but in a different part of the city. He spots a karate studio and just watches for, like, I don't know, eight seconds, and now Buddy knows karate.
0: It's like the Matrix, where you can just, like, program in (gasps) to, like, martial arts, and then all of a sudden he knows it.
1: He knows those five moves that he watched. Okay, Laura is dodging and weaving somehow, semi-successfully, this group of coked out dudes in a really nice car who want to rape her but finally finally after an insanely i think it's 90 percent of this movie they (laughs) corner her and they're like about to rape her buddy who has learned while this chasing has unfolded buddy has learned karate he comes in and he fights her fights her free but we also learn Buddy feels the pain he's inflicted, so every punch he feels himself. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is not clear until maybe well for me until the second or third time I watched this. I was oh. like, "What's happening?" But he re in, like relives his fights mm-hmm. and feels their pain,
1: but only like kind of partially. We learn mm-hmm. just like the highlights reel of the fight scene.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just the good stuff. Well, he does get there's a great scene where he throws a lead pipe at one of them but then in the reenactment it shows him getting hit in the head with a lead pipe <laughs> that's pretty cool
1: so he he saves Laura from the druggies and they they just kind of separate he's like can you show me great evil and she's like thanks bye and hops in a cab and drives away
0: yeah but during this whole time something that we have to stop and talk about mm-hmm. the music the music oh. in this film is absolutely off the rails bonkers
1: This is the weirdest soundtrack I've ever heard, ever.
0: I feel like somebody was having a seizure and they put a Casio in front of them and just said, let's see what happens. It's experimental. And then they tied a cowbell to one foot and a drumstick to the other foot and just told them to do bicycle kicks because it just keeps going. (laughs) Okay, you don't believe me? Guess who's going to queue it up right now? You got the mental image. This is what we have to deal with during the fight scene it is out of control
1: absolutely i
0: don't know what the story is with this soundtrack no answers i kind of feel like i need to do a chill factor on it just because i but don't
1: think you're gonna i think it's a rabbit hole
0: i i just i need to know more
1: it just goes deeper and deeper to the core of the earth though and then you burn up
0: I kind of feel like I would describe this uh, musical score as avant-garde.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> let's go back to Mr. One. Okay. He's at a club. We learned that he is... I, let's just kind of give a general synopsis here, because there's like a whole plot. Mr. One is working real hard to, like, entice cops. Mm-hmm. To sleep with sex workers that he is pimping, and he is then videotaping the cops with the sex workers. Yeah, and
0: he also wants to be king of the streets. Yo, snake. So this is the gritty part of the film. Yeah, he just and there's other people moving in on his turf, and he wants to get them out of the way too. So yeah, there's this whole kind of subsection of the film that's like, yeah, people shooting people and drug deals and. People filming people sleeping with sex workers and everything. I mean, it's it's really out of place because Mm -hmm. the rest of the film is this really goofy after school special.
1: With Buddy. Yes. And his name is Buddy, first and foremost. Just never forget that our main character is named Buddy.
0: Well, and Buddy, who adopts that name because people just say, they keep telling him, get out of the way, Buddy, when he's like walking through traffic. Mm Mm-hmm. He is injured in that first street fight because he doesn't know what a knife is, apparently. Mm Mm-hmm. Keep keep that in mind, because later we'll find that he knows all the lyrics to Home on the Range, but he doesn't know what a knife is.
1: I see no problem But he
0: goes to a hospital to get patched up for his knife fight. No, he got
1: shot at some point.
0: Oh, did he? Yes. I thought he just got cut.
1: No. Buddy, meanwhile... He went and approached a random sex worker and asks her why she wants to die. This
0: was after he got sliced with a knife.
1: Yes. So he's asking a a sex worker why she wants to die. And he's like manhandling her. Yeah, he's
0: really aggressive.
1: And he's like, I'm going to take you upstairs and ask you about this some more. Like why you want to die. But then Mr. Mister One comes up and shoots Buddy. He falls down the stairs. Side note, lots of falling down the stairs. Yeah,
0: that dude must have gotten a lot of extra pay.
1: So he goes to the weirdest hotel or weirdest hospital ever.
0: Yeah, well, that's the funny part is as he's getting patched up, they just let him go first off. He doesn't have any insurance or money, but they're happy to help him. Yep. And instead of just leaving... The hospital. He's walking by a room. Oh, you know what this reminds me of? This is my favorite scene. <laughs> it is probably my favorite scene, too. This reminds me of our Alf episode. Yes! Do you thought that, yes, too? The Christmas absolutely. episode with the child dying in, in the room. He just
1: wanders he just in wanders there. He wanders
0: in, and the cop that's escorting him is like, okay, yeah, cool, why don't you go into that dying kid's room?
1: After you have are recovering from a, like, gunshot to your guts
0: yes he goes in the kid is clearly dying because there is a priest there delivering mm-hmm. the like last rites mm-hmm. and Buddy says trust me then he looks at the kid who's dying and unconscious and says I'm not making this up nope touch my beard <laughs>
1: And he grabs this unconscious child's hand and rubs it against his beard and then a pillow. Yes, this
0: is where we start to get the first indications that he's like a Jesus figure who's been sent to Earth to like right the wrongs of the world and heal all the sick. Yeah. So she touches his random manicured beard. Yeah. And comes back to life. And then he goes on his way. No problems. (laughs) There's no problems here at all.
1: Let's skip ahead to Laura. She's driving. Remember, Laura was the almost raped woman. She is now driving around with her boyfriend, who's only in, like, maybe three shots. She spots Buddy, who is now in a homeless encampment. He's just, like, sitting on the street. And she's like, I gotta help him. Yeah, he's,
0: like, warming his hands up in a fire.
1: And (laughs) she takes him to see her passion project, which is the reading center. (laughs)
0: And so, sort of, the film shifts.
1: Yes, yeah, so she takes him to the reading center, and she's like, "You can stay here." He's like, "Actually, your boyfriend wants to possess you, and he just is giving you money because apparently her boyfriend has funded this reading center."
0: So, the film up until this point has been basically like a gangster movie, like mm-hmm. drug deals and uh, you know all these crazy undercover. Filming cops having sex with all these random women and so I mean it's mm-hmm. really like gritty gritty stuff and then this is where the film shifts to Buddy at the reading center
1: but but the rapists the would be rapists yeah one of them the guys that were going to rape Laura one of them got one of the guys whose name is Gonzalez
0: <laughs> uh huh
1: only Gonzalez. He is, he finds them just in the city, happens to spot them, identify them, and go, I'm going to go shoot them. And he's about to shoot them through the window of the reading center, but Buddy intervenes. And instead of, like, beating him up, he invites him in. (laughs) <laughs> and and he brings him in, sits him in a chair, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's continuing education. And he helps Gonzalez overcome his heartache from a mother who called him stupid.
0: Yes. Uh, we get this backstory yeah. that this gang member <laughs> has um, emotional trauma from being called stupid his whole life. But Buddy is going to help him.
1: Mm-hmm. Read. Yeah.
0: And that is that is where this film decides to go.
1: And they literally just read together. The cop
0: comes, shows up, and says, is this the guy that tried to rape you? And she says, no. And then they just teach him to read. Well,
1: it's because Buddy has changed him, and she identifies that his soul has been changed by Buddy. So she's like, this is not the same man. He is a different man. He's going to read now. I'm going to go home And he and Buddy read through the night.
0: Now, Buddy has now started to attract other gang members to come to the reading center.
1: It's just the rapists, really, is what it starts out as. And, like,
0: change their life and no longer be gang members, but instead hang out and read. Yeah. With kids. Yep. (laughs) And so weird.
1: So he goes back to his first friend... Our drunken homeless fellow who uh, reveals that he has worked with metal and they decide they're going to build a fancy car. (laughs) Together they sing... All of the lyrics, which Buddy miraculously knows to Home on the Range, (laughs) they watch the (laughs) sun
0: They watch the sunrise. And then all the gang members and this homeless man build Buddy from, from scratch in the junkyard. Maybe this is my favorite scene. This like epic 80s sports car so all of
1: the would-be rapists the homeless man they're all working together to build a car with Buddy and they do it's really fancy and then they go cruising around and Buddy picks up a homeless kid who pulls a knife on him and threatens to cut off his nuts Yes, (laughs) but then reveals he wants to be an astronaut and they watch a a (laughs) shuttle land
0: (laughs) you know what this feels like do you remember last year when we did an April Fool's episode and we oh. we wrote like the most absurd plot we could think of? This feels like our April Fool's episode and this is not. This is the actual film. Yep. So after the reformed gang members who now know how to read, the homeless man, who was a former mechanic, built yep. an alien... A cool sports car. No problems. And then the alien picks up another homeless boy who wants to be an astronaut and just so happens to catch the space shuttle landing. Now we have our entire group together and they're all like one crew.
1: Yeah, this is our A team.
0: The And the reading center is now like coming into its own and Buddy's going to help another little girl learn how to read. (gasps) Oh, but she's got a, she's got a backstory too.
1: So there's a little girl who's upset because her aunt called her an ugly duckling and that's why she can't learn to read. So Buddy, he uses a special visualization trick, which he uses with everybody. And he tells her to visualize herself grabbing her aunt's nose, stretching it really long Playing it like a guitar and playing it, playing the national anthem and then letting it snap back into place.
0: And um, guess what? Spoiler alert, we see it all. She actually does it. Keep in mind, like 15 minutes earlier, people were like trying to rape women and people were being murdered on the street. Well,
1: we keep cutting also to like shots of Mr. One, like. Getting a cop to pull down the underpants of a sex worker. <laughs> Another guy pulls down his own pants and crawls on his hands and knees. But then
0: we get this little girl playing the guitar with her aunt's nose. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. Okay, well, while this is happening, a brick goes through the window of the reading center. Oh, yeah. And it turns out that... Laura. Laura has been paying gang members money 250 bucks a month for protection to Uh not burn the place down and buddy is really pissed yeah he's like we do not do that
1: well buddy doesn't get angry he just gets like he gets passive aggressive oh also did laura say
0: that how she pays them is she puts money ties it to a brick and puts it on the roof
1: yes and also that her boyfriend uses it as a tax write-off
0: <laughs> also also do you see the giant mural on the wall of the reading center is a bunch of like uh, non-white children mm-hmm. surrounded by one white woman reading it's oh it's, it's like cringy so anyway buddy is not going to handle her paying no gang members so he puts together his own posse.
1: He, and he entices the gang. He's like, I'll give you extra money. Meet me here.
0: So this is where we get quite the scene of like every gang This in is LA. your
1: favorite scene for sure.
0: Oh, this is the one that I don't cry laugh a lot. And I'm going to be totally honest. I had tears in my eyes. I was crying so hard because all these gang members come. And this is, I could not believe how on the nose you were about this. You said it's like they hired the car club for a day? Yep. Because it's like every cool car. Yeah, it was
1: all sorts of cool vintage cars. They all descend upon the scene.
0: But everybody gets out and they all look like the homie figures that we used to collect in the 90s. They're all very cliche. Mm-hmm. They get the suspenders and the slick back hair and stuff. And they get out and they are about to have this showdown. Yeah. And Buddy says, oh, guess what? I lied. I I'm not paying you any money. No extra money. And then instead of a fight, this is how Buddy handles the situation. There's a stop sign right in front of him. Uh-huh. He, in slow motion, karate chops the stop sign. Well,
1: he learned that karate, remember?
0: Yeah. And then, still in slow motion, shouts, no more. And it sounds exactly like what you would think. It sounds like this. No! <laughs> and that is enough to mm-hmm. make the gang members stop what they what he's doing and go, "Hey, cool car that the homeless man built you." Yeah. And he brings them all back to the reading center.
1: And they want to read books about cars.
0: But before they can, we have a breakdancing scene where there is <laughs> gosh, this is so unreal. There is a breakdancing scene an impromptu with a song that's uh, "Read to Break, Break to Read." Actually, let's just play that too. Yeah. Read to break, break to read. In order to break, you should know how to read. In order to succeed, you need. So go to school and learn how to read. read. So keep in mind now, all the gang members are now reformed, and they're all breakdancing and helping children read.
1: And I think reading themselves also. They're now literate. And also, right before that, there was a a romance montage for Laura and Buddy. Oh, on the
0: beach scene? (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that.
1: So they're in love. But while Read to Break, Break to Read montage is happening, there's a montage of the gang members covering all the graffiti in the neighborhood with phrases like, Do not murder. Or, my favorite... be be temperate
0: Oh, be temperate is so great because not only is that weird but uh, in a scene very shortly after this Mm -hmm. Mr. One drives up he's like cruising the streets and he looks over and he sees the graffiti and he goes (laughs) be temperate shit
1: yeah he does not want to be temperate (laughs) he is not and he does not like it and he's ready to like do da- like take Buddy down, but he's gonna go through Gonzalez, who's like would have been rapist of Laura number one.
0: But now he is like Buddy's right hand man.
1: Yes, and so he corners him in an alley, no. and
0: there's <laughs> a cool fight scene.
1: Gonzalez really like kicks him butt. That actor is Nelson Dato Ordado Anderson. Okay, and he is he did his own stunts. Oh, really? So he really does know how to do that.
0: I believe that. Yes, That's a lot of kicking.
1: Now he's like a director of independent like uh films. Oh,
0: good for you, buddy. He's done. Work Not with buddy, five. but kind of buddy.
1: Not he's buddy's buddy. Although, I have this week's fun fact.
0: Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Oh wait, are you just kind of like making it up on the spot?
1: No. So when we saw Buddy and uh, Gonzalez standing next to each other, you were like, "Whoa, there's quite a height discrepancy." And I said, "Well, uh, Buddy is played by an actor who's four foot nine. Uh-huh. But actually, I found out his height. What is it? Or at least what he says his height is. It's got to
0: be pretty tall. I'm gonna oh, let me guess. Okay. Six, three.
1: Nope, he's the same height as my youngest brother. He's six- six one. 4.
0: What? Holy cow! Yep, I believe that he's yep. pretty huge. When he's next to Gonzalez, Gonzalez is at like
1: he's probably like below like, his chest. He's probably like five eight, but it looks phenomenally different.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be like when I stand next to my friend Mike. Shout out to bad taste. He's so tall.
1: How tall is he?
0: I think he's like one or 6'2, but I would look pretty short. Oh, he's short. only
1: as tall as my middle brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he wears a lot of platform shoes, like Kiss. So
1: oh, like high heels. Add this. another
0: seven, nine inches.
1: Okay. So, anyway, they are kicking Gonzalez's, or Gonzalez is kicking some butt until, like, it's a lot of roundhouses, honestly. Okay. Just, like, roundhouses there, galore. It's out of
0: control. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And instead of uh, cowbell here, we get claves. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget the soundtrack.
1: (laughs) Anyway, they shoot the thigh of Gonzalez. Buddy arrives and he comes, he fights and the police arrive. And you think, oh, hooray, the police have arrived. But unfortunately, the police have all been bought off by Mr. One.
0: Yep. They're all corrupt.
1: So they take Buddy away. And the boy who wanted to be an astronaut, remember him? Oh,
0: I totally remember him.
1: He hires a cab for $20 to follow the police. Who have taken Buddy. They're about to kill him. They don't succeed because of astronaut boy and end up taking him into the station. So Buddy's arrested.
0: And they need bail money. And Gonzalez has a grand plan to rob Mr. One. Yep. To get some money and (laughs) bail... I buddy out, and this is where we get...
1: The grotto scene. The
0: grotto scene and and subsequent car chase.
1: Okay, so Mr. One is in a grotto with several
0: sex workers that are... He's like in a pool, hanging out.
1: The grotto is in like a garage, though, or like a warehouse.
0: But it kind of looks like one of those 80s holiday inns, you know? Like the themed holiday inns. Gross. It's pretty gross. But they break in...
1: For the record, though, when I was a kid, I went to a, a Holiday Inn in Billings and it had a two-story like waterfall. Uh huh. I'm using air quotes, you can't see it, but air quotes waterfall. And I thought it was the coolest, fanciest place in the whole world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they try and kill him, doesn't succeed. We are going to get to an amazing scene, which is Mr. One is mm-hmm. not going to put up with this.
1: No, Gonzalves has made away with the money.
0: And Mr. One grabs an Uzi, mm-hmm. jumps out of the tub in just his tidy whiteies. He
1: is sitting in a hot tub in tidy whiteies. We need to all take just a moment, take a breath, and think about that.
0: And he runs out into the street in only his tidy whities and an Uzi. Wet tidy whities <laughs> And starts chasing him and shooting, <laughs> and then gets in the car, and the rest of the entire scene with him is him in his tidy whities holding an Uzi, chasing Gonzalez. And it is so amazing.
1: But Gonzalez escapes. Mm -hmm. He gets bail bond, gets Buddy out. They go to a funeral. But at the funeral, and I guess it's one of the would-have-been-rapist guys who's been reformed and is now literate. Wasn't
0: it the one that blew up in the car? Yeah, I think so. Who cares?
1: (laughs) Anyway, Buddy has a vision that one of the sex workers, the one that he originally asked, why do you want to die? That she is being abducted by a man with a drill and there's also a snake involved.
0: This is a totally different film right now. It's like it's a... It's so weird. Four minutes of a separate film. It's like Driller Killer. He's got like a snake's. She's totally naked, mm-hmm. tied up. I it's don't think n- we've seen that guy at any other point. I didn't know who he was or why he was doing this, but... A snake is coming out towards her. Mm -hmm. And then he grabs a drill and is about to drill through her. Through her eye. None of this makes sense. No. But Buddy senses it. Tracks him down somehow and busts through the wall Uh and rescues her. And then for some reason now, she is in the rest of the film as like the next, like a friend character.
1: There's so much. I feel like there's so much we're skipping over. But we do need to say that the driller killer ends up in a garbage can with a bag of what is labeled (laughs) steer manure (laughs)
0: sitting. Dude, dude, this is so much better than our April Fool's episode. Oh, my gosh.
1: <sighs> okay. Meanwhile, yeah, Man, Mr. Why One... Why could
0: I have worked on this film?
1: Mr. One has abducted Laura, and he uses a CB, which apparently they all have, to tell <laughs> Buddy to communicate that he's going to drop her into a smelter. <laughs> so he's like... It's like a really long scene of him running red lights and stuff mm-hmm. to get to Mr. One, who has Laura... He's, like, carrying her around. She hits him with a pipe. He punches her out.
0: Buddy, like, tackles him. But ultimately, Mr. One's henchman, who is, like, bullseye and can shoot everybody. He's a good shot, actually, throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. This is a an interesting twist. Okay. Buddy takes bullets right to the chest
1: yep. and mm-hmm. dies
0: on the spot. So keep in mind... Does he
1: die? He doesn't yeah. die.
0: Well, his, his body dies.
1: Well, he turns translucent but he's he's still able to communicate laser squiggles
0: that go over his body
1: and he's like a ghost they can all see him though so
0: his whole point to come to earth and like defeat great evil he's just dead now he's not though well okay here's the thing because we asked your brother about this and he said really the way he succeeded was in inspiring others to defeat great evil because Everybody else defeats great evil, but Buddy.
1: Well, okay.
0: Because Buddy tries to, oh, he's dead now, but his body gets up and is but walking. But he's not dead. But he's, like, translucent. and can't remember this whole scene of him trying to hit him and, like, sweeping through him like a ghost.
1: Maybe he's astrally projecting.
0: Okay, well. But he's not dead. But Laura's still going to be thrown into the lava or whatever the it smelter. is. Smelter. Yeah. Yeah. And so he has absolutely not succeeded in rescuing her or stopping him, except little boy astronaut throws a rock at Mr. One. Mm -hmm. Mr. One wants to shoot him and a Gonzalez pops up like a jack in the box with a gun and shoots Mr. One. That's who actually defeats great evil. Yeah. Is astronaut boy. And Gonzalez,
1: But then the translucent version of Buddy reminds everyone that he taught them their special trick where they close their eyes and visualize their reality. (laughs) And he somehow like pops back to his planet. So he's like
0: turns into an orb of light and floats away.
1: He's in a space bubble. (laughs) Floats away. He's not dead, though, because he goes back and he hugs his dad. And now he's the prince of his kingdom. He, he just made a great
0: evil and he could be the leader.
1: Yeah. And he he tells Laura, who is, this whole time it keeps flashing back to her. And it's her face, like, facing towards the sky, smiling with her eyes closed. And he's, it's like, remember, just close your eyes and imagine. And then he says, uh, death and time are lies and we're together forever.
0: And then it goes to a sunset on the beach. Duh. And that's Alien Warrior, everybody.
1: (laughs) That makes perfect sense. I see no problems here.
0: Wow. Uh, Yeah. There you go. That's the film.
1: You're welcome. Bye. No.
0: (laughs) Whoa. What did you think? This First time watch?
1: Well, first and second time because I slept through the first time with my eyes open. The second time, wow. I had coffee, and I was ready, and I was prepared. And what did you think of it overall? Amazing. Why haven't we all watched this? Why isn't this mandated by the public school system?
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it does have a lot of good good morals, but...
1: Yeah. It's he, got... tells, he tells people when they're wrong. What did you think?
0: I love this movie. Yes, the overarching theme is really cringy with, you know, the cliches of, like, white savior comes to, uh, you know kind of rough part of town and teaches everybody how to read and be better people. But that aside, because that's just the 80s in general.
1: Well, literacy is important.
0: Right. It is so over-the-top ridiculous and fun. I love this movie.
1: It's so stupid. You can't go into this with 21st century eyes or even 20th century eyes. But if you go into it with, like, 18th century eyes, you'll be okay.
0: Or... If you do as Buddy asked and just close your eyes. (laughs) Just take a drink. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Visualize. Visualize the world you want.
1: Here we go. This
0: is where you get Alien Warrior. Okay, everybody, that's it for this this week. Thank you for listening. We had a blast. Thanks for voting, by the way, the first time around. So I mm-hmm. hope that those of you who voted for Alien Warrior is what you got. Uh, if you want to follow us, we are on Instagram at Lasergraves. We are also at Lasergraves.com, where you can find all of our back episodes. You can find us anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you want to follow our friends, they're all doing amazing things. Go follow them. There's a ton. I I mean, Bad Taste Video, uh, Super Tat Film Club, Reconcinimation, Neon Brainiacs. We're
1: always posting on them. So many. Yeah,
0: we'll post them all. But there are so many cool people doing fun things, trying to entertain you. And I hope that this episode was fun for you as well.
1: Yes. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, thank you. And also thank you for your patience. We've had a rough month. Yes. Your content is coming in the next couple days.
0: Yep, we will do it all and we'll make it up. But that is at patreon.com slash lasergraves. And if you have not subscribed, there is a ton of back stuff that you yes. will get. If you join now, you, you instantly get it. And there's a lot of nonsense on there.
1: And we've got some fun extra, extra stuff coming your way.
0: Yep. So that's it. Uh, if you haven't seen Alien Warrior, you're missing out, buddy.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Bye.
1: <laughs> Goodbye.